0: Praise the Lord, church. I love each and every one of you. Um, It's just a wonderful place to be, amen. as we are fearfully and wonderfully made in his image and in his likeness he formed us different than every other creation he gave us senses to feel touch taste hear Some things you just can't feel or see. If you could just see the presence that's in here, if you could just feel it, I have no doubt people would come running to the altar to get healed, running to the altar to get rid of their addictions. We cannot forget who we are church. We cannot forget who we are. Hallelujah, 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 hallelujah. Oh, hallelujah, hallelujah. You may be seated, you may be seated. I want to thank my covering, my pastor Uh, For all the prayers, for all the encouragement, for all the patience, uh, for for everything you've done for me. I I appreciate it greatly. Uh, I want to thank the words of wisdom that come from Brother Carson. Uh, Means a lot to me. Means a lot to me. Amen. In the book of Daniel, there's uh, they talk about Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego, and those are the Babylonian names. And if you read chapter 1, whenever Nebuchadnezzar took over the Israelites, uh, he asked for the wise children. He wanted the best of the best. And so he got Daniel, Hananiah, Mishael, and Azariah. But it says that there are a few years where they trained them to be Babylonian. Before they ever brought them to the king, they trained them for years. Changed their names, changed their dress, change their talk maybe and but it's interesting because the first moment where the king has a problem with the dream and Daniel comes it says he goes back and prays not with Shadrach Meshach and Abednego but with Hananiah Mishael and Azariah showing that he didn't go to the Babylonians He went to the God that created them. He went to the God that knew them. He went to the God that he knew if they prayed and they humbled themselves that they would have answered prayers. And so we cannot forget who we are. Amen, church? We cannot forget our roots. We cannot forget the foundation that this church is built on. We cannot forget the Bible. We cannot forget the written word. Amen. Today I want to talk on a subject that um, was heavy on me a couple weeks ago, and the subject is the end of suffering, the end of suffering, and it it hit me when we were fasting this whole month, um, and it, it was a sweet presence that came over me where I knew there had to be a change. Pastor was in the will of God when he called the fast. He knew what was going to happen. And I know this isn't Wednesday. This isn't our home revival. But this is still the month of February, and there is no longer ever going to be a day like this. There will never again be... February the 28th, 2021. This is a moment that will never repeat ever again. And if you've come through the month of February not knowing if your prayer was answered, not knowing if it was worth it, not knowing if God heard your prayer, heard your cry day and night, saw your suffering, saw your sacrifice on Tuesdays and Thursdays. I want to encourage you today on a way to end the suffering. And with that, I bring you to Daniel chapter 4, verse 1. And it says, Nebuchadnezzar, the king unto all people, nations, and languages that dwell in all the earth, peace be multiplied unto you. I thought it good to show the signs and wonders that the high God hath wrought toward me. How great are his signs and how mighty are his wonders. His kingdom is an everlasting kingdom and his dominion is from generation to generation. Nebuchadnezzar has just witnessed one of the greatest moments he has ever seen. Hananiah, Mishael, and Azariah just denied the call to bow down to a golden image. Remember, for three years, they have been trained to live the Babylonian way. They have been trained what is the right thing to eat what is the right thing to say in this moment how to address the king how to dress they have learned all these things but in this moment the devil thought he had enough time with them he thought he had changed their heart enough he thought since he had changed the outward look that the inside was different But they resisted the call to bow down to a golden image, an idol. They remember the teachings that they had when they were younger children. They remember the teachings that they had to not bow down to any idols, to not have any other God before God. Amen. Young people, if you have any God before Jesus, that's a sin. Whether it be texting whether it be YouTube, whether it be any other type of social media, whether it be a girl, whether it be a boy, if you are holding yourself back, if there is anything holding you back, that is a sin. And Nebuchadnezzar saw that there was a fourth man walking amongst Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego. It was the son of God. It was such a powerful moment that he asked them to come out and they did not even smell like fire. Nothing on them was burned. No clothes, no shoes, no sandals. They came out untouched. Whenever you are getting ready to let go of an idol... Whenever you are preparing yourself to let go of something that has distracted you for months and months, the devil does not care. He will try to intimidate you with every amount of power that he can, with everything that God allows him to attack you with. He lets go of everything and sends it fully toward your way. And if you are not prayed up, if you don't have any word in your heart, if you don't have any time sacrificed towards God, you will not be able to fight. These young men were tempted to eat the king's meat, to drink the king's wine, and they asked, Please let us eat what is right to us. Please let us eat what is right to God. And when they did that, there were fairer. They looked better than any other wise man. They looked better than any other person that ate the king's meat, that had that great protein, the great taste. Even though it tasted good, it looked good, smelled good it still didn't make them stronger or fitter than the four Hebrew boys. And so Nebuchadnezzar witnesses this, a heathen king, and he praises their God. In these three verses, he says there are no other signs greater than what this God can do. There's nothing mightier that could happen than when this God comes in. When he steps in, there's nothing else that can happen except great wonders, great signs, miracles. And it all comes from sacrifice. It all comes from a relationship with a God that loved you first. He bought you with his own blood. He sacrificed his own body. He came down from heaven, robed himself in flesh, and sacrificed himself for you. Hallelujah. But see the problem with outward praise sometimes. Is that it can be for looks. The problem is, some people want the recognition, some people want to be the praiser, some people want to be the great singer. Some people want to be the great keyboard player or the great bass player, guitar player. Some people just want to be the person that runs and runs and runs and runs, not for God, but to be the person that runs. Yeah. Nebuchadnezzar gave praise. He saved Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego. He gave honor where honor was due. But then he gets these troubled visions. In the next few verses, it shows these terrible things that are going to happen to him. How his kingdom was going to be cut away from him. How he was a great tree, but it was going to be chopped down. From God. And he comes to Daniel and he says, What is this that's going to happen? And Daniel breaks it all down. But Nebuchadnezzar still doesn't get the point. In verse 28, it says, All this came upon the king Nebuchadnezzar. At the end of 12 months, he walked in the palace of the kingdom of Babylon. The king spake and said, is not this great Babylon that I have built for the house of the kingdom by the might of my power and for the honor of my majesty? See, the praise is good. See, the praise can happen. You can shout everything, you can shout Jesus, you can shout hallelujah, but if you don't have the relationship, if you don't have that love towards God, if you're not doing it for the right reason, if you can't even do it in your own house, if you can't jump and dance in your own house, check your spirit, check your spirit. Nebuchadnezzar admitted to the people, wrote it down in a book. But then he comes back to his own palace and says, This was me. This was all me. I'm the one that conquered everybody. I'm the one that built this this vast kingdom. I'm the one, it was my words, it was what I said, it was the actions that I did, it was the strength that I had, it was the persuasiveness that I had, it was all these different things, it was me. But verse 31, while the word was in the king's mouth, there fell a voice from heaven saying, Oh, King Nebuchadnezzar, to thee it is spoken. The kingdom is departed from thee. When God speaks, it's final. In the beginning, God said, Let there be light, and there was light. The power in the spoken word is beyond anything else. Life and death is in the power of the tongue. And here God said, the kingdom is departed from thee, and they shall drive thee from men, and and thy dwelling shall be with the beast of the field, and they shall make thee to eat grass as oxen, and seven times shall pass over thee until thou know that the Most High ruleth in the kingdom of men and giveth it to whomsoever he will. This isn't by our power. This isn't by our might, but it's by his spirit. Amen? Hallelujah. See, the verse, the scripture says, if my people, which are called by my name, will humble themselves, Prayer is important, but you gotta humble yourself. You gotta make sure you take yourself all the way to level, to ground zero. You gotta level yourself out every day. You can't let your name be printed on the top of your building. You can't let your name be carved in stone. No, it's gotta be Jesus. It's gotta be Jesus or nothing. It's gotta be Jesus or nothing. Hallelujah, hallelujah, hallelujah. Because it is the most high that chooses who will serve who. The same hour was the thing fulfilled upon Nebuchadnezzar, and he was driven from men and did eat grass as oxen, and his body was wet with the dew of heaven till his hairs were grown like eagle's feathers and his nails like bird's claws. This man was a beast, he was a literal beast. He looked like an animal, his hair so long no one could recognize him. Whenever you let pride set in your life. Whenever you let pride set in your life, you allow yourself to be open to spirits that are not equal with God. We are moving in a great direction. We're moving in the right direction. We're looking for souls. Anybody that comes in, we're feeding them with the word. Anybody that we can reach, we're feeding them with the word. And this is the right direction. But we have to make sure that all honor, all glory is given unto the King of kings, to the Lord of lords, the great I am, the everlasting Father, the Prince of Peace. Everything belongs to Jesus. And so I titled this sermon, The End of Suffering. Because it is Jesus is the only way that the suffering will be over. Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego said, you can do whatever you want. You can do whatever you want. But whether God saves us now or we die, we're going to be delivered from you. No matter what you do to me, I'm still living for God, and nothing's gonna stop that. If you kill me, I get to see Him faster. But if He delivers me, you're gonna see the proof that God lives through me, that I am the light of the world. Oh, by whatever means necessary. Oh, Jesus. It's a mindset. It's a mindset. Are you willing to die for this? Are you willing to sacrifice whatever you need? I talked to Brother Satya one time. He said, man, the streets are rough. The streets are rough. You got to be willing to give your life at any given moment. He said, at any given moment, your life can be taken from you, and you have to live with it. Whenever we're living for God, You have to live like any moment is your last moment. That's why I started off by saying there will never be a February 28th, 2021 ever again. This moment is a moment you'll never get again. The gifts that God has for you tonight will never be offered the same way except tonight. If you've been asking for an answer, if you've been asking for a healing, for a miracle, tonight is your night. But you have to humble yourself. Humble yourself and pray. Because many are called, but few are chosen. The ones that are called by his name to humble themselves and pray... Many are called, but only the chosen humble themselves and pray. Only the chosen humble themselves and pray. We are the temple of God. We do not own our own body. Jesus purchased us with his own blood. He purchased us. He gave everything he had. He died for us. He gave the ultimate sacrifice, a greater love like none other. He died for our sins to make our sins white as snow. Hallelujah. The interesting about being white as snow. See, nowadays it's very easy to go and print on white paper or to see a computer screen with a white screen. But back then, clothes were dirty. White was just not easy to make. But snow was pure. And snow, snow is actually small ice crystals. There's nothing in them. It's pure. It's frozen water up close, it doesn't look white. See, but the way light works is that when it passes through something clear, it reflects everything back. So whenever he said he was going to wash us white as snow, it meant we were going to allow him to show all his glory through us and everything that came in was meant to come back out. So when Peter said, silver and gold have I none, but such that I have, give I unto thee, he let himself be widest know, and the power of God flowed through him, and every glory of God was allowed to be seen in that moment. But if there is any speck of dirt in the crystal, Uh, the light is no longer pure. If there's anything that dulls the clearness Uh of the crystal, the light doesn't flow. And so whenever you allow something dirty, see, because we can dress up all we want. We can look good all we want. Young people, you look amazing. But if you allow something inside to be dark, if you allow sin to come in your heart, if you allow sin to mess with your morals, with to mess with your beliefs, to mess with your foundation, that's when the light can't flow. That's when the light can't flow. And that's when your sins begin to show. Because you can pretty yourself you're up all you want. But people know. See, we're used to each other. We talk to each other. We love each other. We hug each other. But people on the outside, they know who's the hypocrite. They know who hasn't prayed. They can tell by your anger, if you've prayed or not. I had had someone tell me the other day, I won't reveal names, but uh, (laughs) uh, they said, my son knows when I haven't prayed. (laughs) They said, my son doesn't know or knows when I don't pray. Because I'll wake up cranky. <laughs> but that's the peace of God. That's when the light shines. That's when you allow yourself to clean out every dirtiness, every darkness, and you allow God to flow completely through. lust of the eyes, lust of flesh, and the pride of life. Nebuchadnezzar was attacked by that pride of life, and it only took a year. It only took one year. COVID's been around for one year. you may have started saying, I could, I could deal with COVID. I can stay home and not have to go to church. Maybe you, I don't even have to watch online live. I can watch it on Tuesday. I can watch it whenever I want. Pastor will just see the view count. He's all right. But some people won't make it out. Some people won't make it out because God knows how to weed out the weak. Well, you might say, well, I am weak, though. I'm not a prayer warrior like Sister Holmes or, or, or Sister McGee. Or, I'm not that type of prayer warrior. I'm weak. No, but you have a desire. See, a desire will take you a long way. The desire of a relationship with God will take you a long way. See, because even a strong prayer warrior without desire can fall away. This is a lifelong thing. This isn't a part-time job. This isn't a full-time job. This isn't 40 hours a week. This is 365 Year-round, 24-7, we're in a relationship with the King of kings and the Lord of lords. And if you allow yourself to get the mindset of Nebuchadnezzar to just give praise in one moment, to give praise when something good happens, whenever there's a praise report, I'll jump. Whenever there's a good song, I'll jump, I'll clap. If you allow yourself to just do that, you're in a dangerous place. You're in a dangerous place. If you're only moved by the beat, I love some songs because of the beat. I'll admit that. They've got truth, though. Okay. But I'll listen to other songs that have truth in them. Because what I want to do is worship God. You have to learn to worship God with everything you have. Whenever the moment comes. That means if you wake up 4 a.m., can't go back to sleep, prayed, why why aren't you letting me go back to sleep, Lord? Start worshiping. Start worshiping because he might be getting ready to do a miracle right now and you don't even know it. He might be getting ready to bring a miracle to your household, to your family, to a cousin, to a son, and you don't even know it. So just start worshiping. Just start saying, Jesus, I love you. Jesus, I love you, Lord. Oh, I'm nothing in your presence, God. You're the king of kings and the Lord of lords. You're the one that created me, God. You're the one that created all things, Lord. You created the devil. You give him the ability, Lord. You stop him when you want to stop him, Lord. You have all authority, Jesus, God. Hallelujah, hallelujah. Oh, hallelujah! I was talking to uh, A great man People have called him a legend Uh, And uh, I love him and his family dearly It was Brother Gother. And uh, we were just, I don't remember why we were here at the church, but we sat in the foyer and we were just talking uh, for about 30, 45 minutes, just sitting there talking. He was telling me his burden. And I was just soaking it all in, seeing what God has done in his life, what God has brought him through the sacrifice that he had to make, the things that he left behind for a call of God. And uh, I was there wondering what else I could do for God. I was wondering, God, what else can I do for you? And he reminded me, a vow I took upon myself about two years ago growing up I couldn't sing very well still can't sing very well youth know I sing anyways though and uh, I was talking to my sister one time she was she was trying to coach me up I was like I can't do it to it, she says, you know what to sing, you just can't, and um, I remember how I was, I could move, so I was, I was dancing in my living room, nobody was home, I just had the TV on YouTube, playing music, and I was, whatever was playing next, I was just listening to and dancing with, and um, I started to sing, and I knew I couldn't sing not the best singer. I may not ever be a praise singer. I, I may never play an instrument for you. but God there was a creation that you had solely meant for music. choir with a bunch of dirt. Now, I may not be part of the choir. I may be a terrible singer, but God, if you just help me a little bit, I'm going to see. grateful for the way I sing now that was bad but that's for God see because I don't ever want to hold myself higher than God I don't ever want my talent to be greater than God I don't ever want to fall into the mistake that Nebuchadnezzar had see because that mistake is generational Because his son struggled with the same thing. His son not only did lose his kingdom, because Nebuchadnezzar, he came out of that mindset. He was a beast. He ate with the beast. He ate of grass and of the fields with the oxen. But seven years later, he got his mind back and he gave glory to God. See, but his son... His son fell into the same trap but he didn't get the same punishment. Instantly, God said, you're going to lose your kingdom and that night he died. See, you might think, I just got a little pride. I can get by with that. I can worship pretty well with that. I can sing. I can pray. I can go on the altar, cry boo-hoo and people will think I'm I'm all right it's not too much pride I don't go boasting everywhere see but it's generational your family gets it your children get it your friends your brothers your siblings they get that they get that heart to just push it away and just go towards your own your own needs and his son died that night he was killed that lineage was over there was no one else the way to end the suffering is to face the suffering the way to end the suffering is to realize might have caused it. I did bring this on myself, God. I have been using you as a cop-out. I have been using you as a ticket, a get-out-of-jail-free card. I have been putting you by the wayside I have been putting this God this idol, this piece of technology this person, I have been putting them ahead of you, I've been putting my own wants and my own needs ahead of you God, I admit it see, but when you go to the lowest point that's when God can work when you get rid of that pride of life that's when God can work when you get rid of the stubbornness that's when God can work. Because remember like a snowflake you got to be completely clear or the light doesn't shine through. There can't be any speck of darkness any speck of dirt if not the light can't pass through the correct way. Now, Peter, you may have rejected me when I was about to die, but you're going to get power. Don't worry about it. You're going to get power, but you got to repent. You got to lay this body down, go back to ground zero. You can't have anything left. You got to give it all to God. Oh, you got to give it all to God. You got to repent. You got to turn away from your wicked ways. Oh, hallelujah, hallelujah. Yeah, to reach up towards heaven and say, God, you are my foundation. Lord, you are exalted in my life. It's not about me, God, it's about you. This altar is open for those that need that suffering to leave their body that suffering to leave their body oh hallelujah hallelujah don't go through the motions oh lay it down at the altar lay it down at the altar oh let him know that you're sincere about this let him know that you're letting go of everything let him know that this is all for him and not for you